Show your patriotism with the flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Now, the Jen Charlton Show on 930 WFMD and WFMD.com. Telling it like it is with your host, Jen Charlton. Good morning, everyone. It's great to have you here with us. And we have a terrific and important show coming up here. And the first thing I want to say is our hearts and prayers are going out to all those affected by the war in Israel, the attack on innocence, and the leadership that has brought us to this point. We need to pray for the leadership. We need to pray for their discernment and their sense of peaceful purpose. And we have to pray for the folks who have lost their loved ones. You know, I've been immersed in preparing for this show. And the fact is, the Israelis were attacked. That's the fact. They were attacked. They have the right to defend themselves. No different then if you were attacked in your home, you have the right to defend yourself and your family. This is a global principle. We have the right to defend ourselves. And therefore, constitutionally here in the U.S., we have the right to defend ourselves and bear arms. We have that right. And if you're coming after me and my baby, I'm going to take you down. That's what it is. We have the right to do that. That's a God-given right. And you don't get to mess with that. I don't care who you are and where you live. Now, we have some elements here that are fundamental, that are colliding. Spiritual ideologies. We have geopolitical intentions. We have sovereignty, the right to exist as a nation. And that's self-declared. It's a history. It comes along with. It's a legacy defined by somebody long before you. But we have those rights. The other thing that's colliding here is power militaristic power guised under the umbrella of God Almighty, whatever you call him. We have to uncollapse these things because otherwise death and mayhem will spread far beyond Israel and the Gaza Strip. And all of us need to be interested. And it doesn't matter what political party you are. It doesn't even matter what your cultural upbringing is. 
People have a right to defend themselves, period. Now, what's happening right now is an escalation. We are in the beginnings of a massive global escalation. What does that look like? It starts in a little tiny country that's apparently pissed off a few people that don't happen to agree with who their God is and over a piece of stinking land. Now, if I own my house and my property, I have a right to defend it, and I shall. So does Israel. And what the Palestinians did is abhorrent. And anybody who's supporting that behavior is abhorrent. Now, when Talib can fly the Palestinian flag next to the colors that represent the LBGTQRST group, that makes no sense. It's illogical. It defies their very values because if you're gay in, in a Muslim country, they will kill you. They will stone you. It's happened. Okay? So the point is, there's no logic to their declaration of ideologies. But she's flying the Palestinian flag in the halls of Congress. The woman should be expelled as a traitor. She doesn't work for Palestine. She works for the United States of America's people. And she needs to get that clear or get out. That's my opinion. Other than that, I have no strong feelings on the subject. So I put together a show that's going to be really important. We may blow through some breaks just so that we can have everybody share. Because this is so important that we get clear about what's going on. And we maintain our sensibilities so that we don't blow up the planet. So the first person I thought to call is a dynamic woman, Alexandra Levine, who is Jewish and was a big player in Trump's campaign in helping him uh, win. And she started a movement called Jews for Trump. And she's fabulous. And I'd like to bring Alexandra on so we can talk about her, all that's going on from her perspective as a member of the Jewish community here in the U.S. Good morning and welcome, Alexandra. Thank you so much for availing yourself to be here today. Thank you so much for having me, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure and honor. So, you know, this is a tough subject. I, I grew up in Bethesda, Maryland. I have many, many friends who are Jewish. Uh, but we were also an international community because I grew up with people who went to, you know, who, who were at, uh, you know, embassies and so forth. So I, and my mother's Swedish was, she's passed. But, you know, I come from an international perspective. So I believe it's really cool to have differences. Um, unfortunately, what has happened is these differences have become a reason to destroy people. 
and uh, it's it's really it's really horrible what's going on. Our hearts are broken for those who have uh, been attacked and those who have died, whether they're Israeli or Palestinian. Because I know that there's some innocent Palestinians who've died, but when the Palestinians hid in the homes and they hide behind women and children, that's just disgusting. They're cockroaches. That is horrible. But if you have to defend yourself and you're Israel, you're going to go where the bad guys are. Am I wrong? No, you're absolutely right. So tell me about your background. You you got into politics late in life, 2015. Why? Why did you get into politics? I got into politics because of President Trump. Because I saw that our country was going down the tubes under the Obama-Biden administration. And a lot of my friends, I'm a young millennial, so a lot of my friends that are young millennials, they were struggling to survive. Because a lot of their jobs were taken from them, or they would come out of law school and medical school, and they wouldn't have a job waiting for them. So I felt, as a young millennial, that I needed to reach out and, and try to find a way to you know, give back to the community, um, give back to my young, to my friends that were struggling financially. And I heard a lot of things that President Trump said. I went to a lot of his rallies. And to me, he just really resonated with me. And what he said really resonated with me. And what he says today really resonates with me. So, yes, I started politics in 2015. I did start the Juice for Trump movement in Sarasota County, Florida. I was born and raised in Sarasota, Florida. I'm still a permanent resident of the state of Florida. And that became a a big movement. Um, That was more of a um, nationwide Internet movement. We had 9.4 million people, uh, and there were mostly Jews and non-Jews that were a part of the Juice for Trump movement. Um, and then I expanded um, and became part of the America First Coalition. I was the state leader in Florida. So I worked on every single campaign, local, uh, federal, and statewide in Florida and the DMV area. Um, and then after that, um, in 2018, I got involved with an organization called Jexit Inc., which is Jews Exiting the Democratic Party, which is the fastest growing Jewish exiting group in the nation. Um, and we recognized President Trump recently as the uh, American Defender of Zion. We were the first organization to give him that award. Um, that organization is based in Broward County with the president, Michelle Lubin-Terris, and our Jexit spokeswoman, Siggy Flicker, um, and we're very close and connected with Alina Haba, which is uh, one of Trump's attorneys. And that movement in itself, I mean, we've, we've rallied for combating anti-Semitism. We've rallied, with, you know, combating the student code of conduct. And that, you know, what we did in that movement and what we're continuing to do with, um, with hashtag Jexit is, you know, telling people, you know, you, you can't just because you are a Democrat or I'm mean, sorry, just because you're Jewish or you're black or gay doesn't mean you have to vote Democrat every single time. You have to vote for the person that stands for you. You have to stand with the person that stands for you. And President Trump is the most pro-Israel president that we've had in the history of our nation more pro than Harry Truman, FDR, JFK. So that is where our movement comes in, and we've been very successful with that. And I've, and I've been working on that you know, ever since. And everyone says, well, that's such a hard thing to do to get Jews to vote Republican. But 
when you talk to them and, and, and you know, we see what's going on in this, in this nation and in this world, um, a lot of people are changing their tune. A lot of people are changing their party or Jewish Democrats are voting Republican in the general uh, because they've hashtag had enough um, of what's going on. I love it. It's so great. I love your bold leadership. It's so inspiring. And I, if anybody listening, you know, let Alexandra light your fire within you because we all have one. And some of us are just in denial. I know I was for decades. So, you know, I didn't wake up and smell the roses until, you know, probably a little bit after you, actually. So we'll get into some other things. I'm going to have Liz Harrington on at the end of the show to share uh, some words uh, and, and thoughts from President Trump. And um, and I have another guest coming on, Mark, who is uh, of Russian Jewish descent. So we're going to talk a lot today about the impact of all this. I want to ask you about the notion of jihad. Yesterday was called to be a day of jihad. What does that mean to you as a person who's Jewish? Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to answer that a certain way. So, what we have going on in Israel, what we had in Israel is we had a a terrorist organization called Hamas, okay? That went in to Israel and killed thousands of Jews, thousands of Jews. And what people have to understand is that that is that is that is why they called it a day of jihad because of the slaughter that Hamas did to innocent Israelis, to innocent people. They murdered them in their sleep. They burned them alive. They raped women and children. It's all over the internet. Hamas has kidnapped innocent Israeli children, put them in cages, and they're filming it. They're filming it. It's sick. And Hamas is actually, Evil. they are currently filming, holding the Israeli babies in, in their arms and making, and making the Israeli say, and making the Israeli babies say anti-Semitic things hard for them to get a drink of water. And these are innocent babies. This is not a, this is not a class of people that you stand by. This is not a class of people that you rally with. This is not a class of people that you say they're okay. It's okay what they did. And, and, and I go, I'm going right now to the schools, to the liberal colleges that are having pro-Palestinian rallies and supporting these terrorists. I went to Harvard University. I went to NYU. I went to University of Florida. I went to some of the most liberal colleges in the U.S. where they had Israel Apartheid Week, and they have these SJP and pro-Palestinian rallies. These schools need to be defunded. The dean of the school has been told by Jewish parents and Jewish students to stop what they are doing because they are promoting this hatred, this terrorism. Until you live in Israel, which I have, you have to, the country is very small. You need to understand that it's, for what happened over there, I I just got off the phone with my friends and family that live in Israel. They are terrified of what is going on. They are scared. They are confused. I have former IDF that are coming out and and going into fight. This is everybody in the United States and worldwide. This is the message needs to stand with Israel, 
stand by Israel, rally with Israel. The Israeli people want to see that America stands with them, that, that America is with them. And there should be no buts about that. And, and that is the whole thing about this. That is the whole thing, is that we should, everybody, every governor, every senator, everybody elected for office, every club, every central committee, should be writing a letter condemning Hamas and saying we need to stand with Israel, we need to rally with Israel, we need to support Israel, and that is that. Enough is enough. That, that, that is the whole crux of this whole conversation, Jennifer. That's it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. But we have this squad. They are professed to be anti-Semitic. They make no bones about it. Why on God's green earth are they allowed to sit in the halls of Congress saying they represent U.S. when they don't? She's flying the Palestinian flag. I agree with you on that. I agree. They should all be removed. I have called for the removal of them from office. I have called for the removal of them from their committees. Um, Jackson Inc. was very instrumental in getting Congresswoman Ilhan Omar off the House Foreign Affairs Committee, but it wasn't enough. She should have been removed from all of her committees. Um, and I wholeheartedly agree. She should be expelled from Congress. She should be removed. Um, this will be the test of the new speaker who comes in. We don't have the Speaker of the House right now. Um, right now, the, the reports are saying that Jim Jordan may be the new speaker, but I, you know, I can't confirm that. But that will be the, you know, what the speaker does and, and, and how the Republican-controlled um, House, um, how they, they work with that and, and what they're going to do and what the next steps are going to be. But, yeah, the, the entire squad should be removed. Uh, I mean, and I don't know if I can cut in on that. I don't know if there is a mechanism to do so. I'm not quite sure we have a mechanism to remove them. But if they are shown to be traitors, I think that's a military action. I think it is. I'm out of my lane on this. But but we'll we'll I'll call upon uh, Michael Perutka to get some of this answered for us uh, on the constitutional actions that should be taken. But. There is no way we should allow these people who are not representing the best interests of U.S. and U.S. only in the halls of Congress. And there must be a mechanism to remove them. And I don't know what that is. Um, Let me ask you about this. So this. When you look, I want to go back to this notion of jihad, because last week I had a great show and everybody go on podcast and listen to it uh, with Frank Gaffney. And jihad is not limited to the annihilation of Jews by by a certain sect of Muslims. Now, it sounds like what's happening right now from the news that I'm getting that the Muslim community has actually united on this, where they don't usually unite. So there's Shiites and Sunnis, and the Shiites are, from what I can tell, the, the most extreme bad guys. And... Somehow, they've not usually gotten along with Sunnis, but now they're getting along with Sunnis, all uh, uh, aligned with this notion of jihad. Well, jihad, according to Frank, is not limited to Jews. It's anybody who's not that. It's not Muslim. It's not aligned with Sharia law. So that leaves a whole bunch of us out there. So 
where we uh, and furthermore, I want to just bring in another thing because things are happening very quickly right now and unfolding. The last news I just re- got, and we were actually he touched on it last week, is that the cartels are now aligned with cartels in in South America, Central America, Mexico are now aligned with Hamas. So we now have a a global network of bad guys. What do you think about all that? Well, the Mossad, which is the Israeli CIA FBI, they have reported that because our southern border in the United States is open, because it's open, it is subject to having Hamas terrorists come in through the border. Um, there was some reports that they have already come through the border. So closing the border is extremely important. And as we know, under President Trump, he has the strictest laws uh, in regards to the border. That's why building the wall was the most it was the most wonderful thing that he that that he talked about on the campaign trail and that he did. And he was about to continue building the wall. And then, you know, he was stopped. That's why it's very important that we need to close our border. Also, you know, we use, you know, Israel provides us um, innovative military technology. They provide us advanced technology, effective, innovative military and border technology um, so that we can detect when these terrorists are coming in, when these drug cartels are coming in. We can stop them right then and there because right now on the border we have sex trafficking, human trafficking, child trafficking. Everything that President Trump said about this is correct. When he said, you know, um, he, he said this when he announced that he was running for president. He said, you know, Mexico comes over, they don't send us their best. That's what he was referring to. He was referring to the drug cartels and the terrorists, you know, coming over our border and, 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 and child trafficking, sex trafficking and human trafficking. That's what he was referring to. So that's why. And, and so the, 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 we need to really adhere to the warning that Mossad is giving us. To say we need to close the border, we need to we, we need to stop what's going on, and we need to we need to wake up because what happens in foreign countries eventually does come to the United States. So, boy, there's so much in what you said. We did report last week that reportedly 10,000 CCP operatives from their special forces have come into U.S. through the southern border. The other thing that's interesting to mention that somebody brought up in in another podcast or something was, and I kind of had forgotten about it, when Afghanistan fell in that August debacle by Biden et al., O'Biden, all of those people, many, many, many were shipped over here for refuge. They got into U.S., carte blanche. Now, some of them were innocents. Unfortunately, they're victimized, but also they benefit from our our kindness and our generosity. And we are a kind and generous nation. So, unfortunately, though, some bad guys came along with. We know that. So, um, I want to I want to talk. Actually, let's take a break for news and weather. We'll be right back. Everybody, you're listening to the Jen Charlton show. This is an important show with Alexandra Levine, who has been instrumental in operating with the Jexit program and uh, Jews for Trump. And uh, when we come back, I'm going to have Mark from New York, who's a, a Russian Jew descent, who's a conservative 
and a Trump supporter, and he's going to share his story. We'll be right back. Show your patriotism with a flag from the United States Flag Service. They offer premium, high-quality flags that are made in the USA. Whether it's the grand old flag, your favorite military flag, or a historical flag, celebrate your freedom with the flag from the United States Flag Service. Go to usflagservice.com. That's usflagservice.com to see their selection of available flags. And then call 1-800-USA-FLAG to purchase your flag today. USA Flag Service. Fly your flag for freedom. Free Talk, 930 WFMD. Welcome back. This is Jen, and I have with me today several guests. Alexandra Levine, who's been sharing in the first half. I want to bring on now Mark, and Alexandra is going to stay on with us, and and we'll have a dialogue here. Uh, Mark is a a friend I met, coincidentally, through somebody else, uh, and it really is a small world, and God has a plan. And he brought Mark and I together, and it's been a beautiful friendship. And Mark hails from New York, moved to the Mid-Atlantic area, but he's a conservative Russian Jew from New York. I find that fascinating. So, but and I think that some Russians do tend to maybe be a little on the conservative side. I, I don't know. I'm making it up. So I thought, let's have Mark on to kind of share his perspective because his roots go all the way back to the Romanov family. And of course, what happened there when they were, you know, overthrown. So uh, good morning and welcome to the show, Mark. Jen, good morning, and thank you for having me. And you do not realize how small a world it is. Alexandra, um, over the last several years, Michelle Terrace has become a very good friend of mine. So uh, what did I say, two degrees of separation or something like that? uh, Yep, at (laughs) least. I love it. So I knew God had a plan when he brought all of us together today. And, you know, we're standing for the rights of humanity. From my perspective, what we've witnessed is crimes against humanity. These are war crimes. You don't get to slaughter children. Those are war crimes. And the fact that they're hiding behind their own women and children, which puts them at risk, how cowardly. I mean, how cowardly. So, Mark, tell us your background just briefly about, I thought it was really interesting when you were sharing with me about the fact that you you're you dis, are a descendant of of the yeah. that Romanov era. Yeah, both uh, both of my grandparents on my paternal side were from uh, were from Russia, Belarus over there. Uh, a great great grandfather uh, was in the Tsar's employ as a uh, carriage maker. You know they didn't have cars then, so they rode around in these ornate wagons, and uh, he took his family out of. Uh, out of uh, Russia, and my grandfather came out of Russia because of uh, anti-Semitism. At that time, it was a pogroms led by uh, the Cossacks, which were like special police of Russia. And so uh, so they went uh, individually to Palestine, where my grandmother and grandfather met. And then most of the family uh, came to the United States eventually. Speaking about open borders, I had a great uncle who was almost sent back because he had a limp. Well, he didn't have a, a limp. He had a rock in his shoe, which was discovered. But that in those days, they were that meticulous about immigration. 
Now everything is an open border because of, uh, you know, international airports. So it's not just the southern border. It's everywhere. So uh, they came here. The name got changed to, uh, you know, to how it sounded instead of how it was actually spelled. And uh, and here we are. And I have a, I have a cousin who went to uh, school at the uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison. So, of course, he grew up uh, his whole life uh, being uh, radicalized. He and I don't speak politics when we do speak. Uh, but for myself... Have you... Oh, wait, Mark, have you always been a conservative? No, I will tell you... Uh, First of all, we always used to vote Democrat, and uh, but Jimmy Carter became president, and uh, he forever chased me from the Democrat Party with his ineptness and the fact that he uh, chased the Shah out of Iran, which gave us the Ayatollahs. So let, that's, that's a good segue into the Iran influence on everything that's going on. Alexandra, what is your perspective on Iran's part in all of what we're witnessing right now in Israel? Are they aligned with Hamas? Oh, yes. And that was proven. That was proven by Israelis. That was proven by the Mossad, by Shin Bet. Yes, Iran had a big hand in this, a big hand in this. And... And, and uh, Prime Minister uh, Bibi Netanyahu, also the president of Israel, have come to America many times and warned the United States about Iran and about and, and saying that Iran is the enemy. And by by Biden putting us back in the Iran nuclear deal, I mean, that just opened up the vacuum for this as well. That's why when President Trump became president, he was very adamant about getting us out of the Iran nuclear deal because he knew that it was not only going to hurt Israel, it was going to hurt the United States and beyond. So what is the sentiment? I think this might be a dumb question, so forgive it. But what is the sentiment across the communities that you both are involved with about the Palestinian people because i think one of the challenges is there are some innocent lives that are going to be lost if they indeed go in and clear out gaza which is what the reports are saying many innocent palestinians will die what say you about that mark well my grandfather told me about the time that he spent in in palestine and and even then they were throwing Rocks, and he told me the uh, the only way that you can stop a bully is to stand up to him. And obviously, there are there are some innocent lives there, but you know what? There were plenty of unarmed Israeli residents, non-military targets, who were who were obliterated. And you know, a hundred a hundred Israeli deaths based on size and scale is equal to 10,000 American deaths. So if a thousand people were slaughtered, that's a hundred thousand Americans. Imagine Penn State's football stadium full of people and being just obliterated on a whim. Uh, I could sum it all up uh, by a statement from uh, the late Golda Meir, one of uh, Israel's brilliant prime ministers, she said, 
we will not have peace until they love their children more than they hate ours. Wow. Yeah, that's profound. Very moving. You know, listening to another quote, Joan Rivers, she was pretty brutal against uh, Hamas. And there's a quote before she died about an interview done with TMZ, I think it was. And she says, look, if we were if New Jersey was attacking New York and building tunnels to break into New New York from New Jersey to destroy New York, New Jersey wouldn't exist. They would take out New Jersey. So Mm -hmm. it's I thought it was, you know, she got a lot of flack for that. But sometimes we forget, you know, when you look at the border right now on the southern border, for example, the difference between U.S. and Mexico. And oh, by the way, the cartels are running Mexico, not Mexico. So, you know, we're we're kind of in a similar situation where we could be attacked. We are attacked, but they're doing it kind of in a nicey, nicey way. Let's let's let people in because they're they're this and that and all these reasons. Right. Rather than bombing us, you know, if they were bombing us, what would we do? Right. We would have a different response, perhaps. So but when you're living in close proximity like Israel and Palestine, now they're talking about. And and by the way, the guy called for yesterday a day of jihad. And he said, you know, all the Muslim countries surrounding Israel need to stand up against Israel. Now, what have we got? What are your thoughts, Alexandra? Well, I'm going to give a little bit of perspective to the viewers. So, as I said, I lived in Israel. Uh, one thing I didn't mention, and I should have, because we were talking about my background, um, is I'm actually a direct descendant of a prime minister of Israel. Moshe Shabbat, he was the second prime minister of Israel. He was the first foreign minister of Israel, is my family. Um, Moshe Shabbat uh, was from Belarus, and then his family immigrated to Israel. Wow. Um, so I, I have that lineage right there. So I, I, I have the line of... of of having a family member that was the prime minister of Israel. He wasn't the prime minister of Israel uh, for very long. He was only there for a year. Um, but he did a lot behind the scenes with David Ben-Gurion, who was the first prime minister of Israel. So nice. I was very fortunate in Israel. Um, I, I mean, I, went, I lived all over the country. So I was literally on the border between Lebanon and Israel. Um, I was living on a kibbutz called Kibbutz Miskavam all over the country. So I was li- and you literally look over and you see Lebanon. And my, my tour guide, you know, he said, it's such a beautiful country, and it's a shame that we as Jews can't go to that country. We can't. We can't work there. We can't have citizenship there. And when I was there, it was very quiet, and it was too quiet. And it was in the middle of the day that I was there. It was like 2 o'clock in the afternoon in Israel, and the lights are turned dark. And I'm saying, I said, why are the lights dark? Why is it dark homes? You know, why is, you know, there's a bunch of cars in, in people's driveways, but the lights are dark. And he told me, he said, that's the time, the, this is the time where the, the Hezbollah, the terrorists, they plot and they plan what they're going to do, when they're going to throw those Katusha rockets. They're figuring out how they're, how they're, um, they're going underground. They're doing, they're, they're, a lot of um, terrorists, they, they form things under, underground, these underground tunnels. And, and a lot of the, the terrorism happens there. And it was interesting, they said, because exactly to the T, two years after I left, there was Katusha rockets flying straight to that kibbutz that I was at. And actually blew up, the kibbutz is still there, but killed a lot of people around that kibbutz. 
um, and beyond. So these people plot and they plan for years, for years, and you don't think about it. And 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 that's you know that's what people really need to understand. And and, and what happened, you know, October seventh. It is exactly fifty years to the day of the Yom Kippur War. They planned that. They knew that it was fifty years. They knew it was. But they've been plotting and planning for years. And that's what we really need to understand. And and same thing with the drug cartels. They planned for years too when they're coming into this country and what they're going to do. That's why it's very important who our leadership is in the United States what administration is in, you know, is in the White House. This never happened under Trump because they knew that Trump was a strong leader and he would push back and fight back. And the reason that it's happening under the Biden administration is the world is seeing that the Biden administration is weak. Okay, so let, you're, you're setting up perfectly my next guest. And I want to ask you a question that I just find fascinating about your background because you were instrumental in supporting Governor DeSantis to prevail and become governor in Florida. But did you yes, e- I, did you ever imagine he would then run up against your beloved Trump? No. And and I can I can see for a lot of Floridians um, because like I said I'm still a resident of Florida. Um, we are a lot of Floridians are not happy that Governor DeSantis is running against Trump. Got it. They are not happy. Um, they 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 would prefer that the governor stand with President Trump. Um, that he would work with him. And, you know, the governor is, is very low in the polls. Alexandra, when you talk about this now battle that's going on between two leaders in the GOP, it's pretty stunning that DeSantis would split us like he has. And I'm not sure he's been effective. To your point, he's really down in the polls. He thought he'd pull it off because so many people were, quote, dissatisfied with Trump, which wasn't true. And that was all the media perspective being imposed on us that somehow people didn't support Trump. Well, that's why, you know, people are saying to the governor, you know, you need to pull out of the race and you need to stand with President Trump. I will give the governor credit in this um, because I was in his office when he was still a congressman. Um, he is very supportive of Israel. He was one of the first congressmen to say that we need to move the embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. Um, so I, I will give him credit with that. And he was there for the move of the embassy. He was actually there in Jerusalem um, when they had the unveiling of the embassy. So President, I mean, uh, excuse me, Governor DeSantis is very pro-Israel. Um, and a lot of Jewish people did vote for um, the governor in in, uh, in in 2018 and then his reelection campaign. So I will give him credit for that. OK, very good. Um, but let me bring on Liz. Yeah, I, I appreciate that perspective very much. Good morning, Liz. Harrington is the president's uh, President Trump's spokesperson for the campaign and a good friend. Liz, thank you so much for joining us. I really wanted because I knew Alexandra would 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 be able to speak to this situation so beautifully and and she has what is president trump's perspective where we are now with israel and also about you know this race with desantis and i'd love to see desantis step out like like uh, alexandra has suggested and have him step beside and support president trump for our next president all right liz what what are your thoughts Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, I think President Trump, like all of us, is horrified and just disgusted at what happened. But I think the most thing that's really on his mind is it should have never happened. And it would have never happened uh, if he was president. And it didn't happen while he was president. And he's the only candidate 
from either party that will make sure this does not happen. And I think that's just been so obvious and it's been stated on your show uh, this entire hour, but we were safe and the world was a much safer place under President Trump. And sadly, we're just so far removed from that right now. And something he's been echoing about not only what he would do on the world stage, but what we need to do here with our southern border, because it's wide open and the same people who are attacking over there are now in our country as well, because they've totally destroyed our sovereignty and opened up our country. So that's at the forefront of his mind as well. You know, what he delivered, you know, we talk about a lot of politicians uh, have pro-Israel sentiments and positions, but none of them actually delivered real results. You know, you, you talk about, oh, DeSantis, he has these positions, but he would not deliver the same results in office like President Trump did, because he's the only one who had the courage to move the embassy. I mean, think of all the past promises of all these different presidents from both parties that they would recognize the true capital of Israel, that they would move the embassy, all of these things, and they didn't do it. Only President Trump has the courage. And this really uh, speaks to the bigger issue of what this all is about. It really is a battle of good and evil. And President Trump, he's not a perfect person, but he has been an instrument to further good, not only in this country, but around the world. And that's really what this battle is about. It's good and evil, and he will always do the right thing. And so that's just what I really want to get across is that, you know, he is the one guy who's not only going to have Israel's back, but he's going to have the back of every freedom-loving person around the world and someone who wants righteousness to win. So I'm just reminded by your sharing about the – he was the first to bring, quote, peace in the Middle East. You know, when I was in the Miss America program, we used to laugh, you know, what do you really want? Oh, I just want world peace. You know, we always, it was kind of a running joke. Like that was impossible. You can't have world peace. But President Trump was able to bring world peace. And for a time, we were peaceful and prosperous. And, of course, the bad guys couldn't have that, right? They couldn't have that. But he – I am looking at the report here, National Archives, October 23, 2020. Today, Israel and Sudan have agreed to make peace and to normalize the relations. There was a time when we had peace. Can he bring that back, Liz? I think so, absolutely. I mean, it's it's been horrible to see what's happened, not just – to our country, but around the world. But it's imperative that we bring it back, and we can bring it back. Um, we just need uh, the true uh, winner, you know, to, to prevail, right, in our elections. I mean, he's been talking about this so often the past week or two. Just think if the election wasn't rigged, uh, how different not only our country but the world would be. And we can get it back. We can uh, fix it. We just need everybody to, you know, do their part and do the right thing uh, every step of the way. But absolutely, just like we can turn around our energy, uh, our border, he has the safest, most secure border we've we've ever had in modern history, all of these different things. He didn't start a single new war, <laughs> which shouldn't be that hard to do, right? But that's he's the first president that hadn't started a new war 
since, you know, World War II. It's just incredible. But with his leadership, with the team around him, uh, absolutely, we can bring it back. And and the Abraham Accords was just the beginning. Uh, You saw all those different nations normalizing relations. It was truly incredible. And it all took just one person getting into office and delivering what they said they were going to do. It's so great what you're saying. And I, I mean, I'm very moved and I'm sad. You know, I'm, I'm, I, 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 look, I'm, I'm an open book. But when we have got our nation so sideways that we cannot see, and there's still, look, we, we're all singing the same tune. But there's, what, 30% Liz, maybe? 40% who are still saying they support Biden? What are the numbers right now? No, I think they're definitely inflated, but what, it's in the 30s, uh, lowest approval of anybody sitting in the White House that we've ever had. And it's I think they're even lower than what the projected polls are. Um, this is why, I mean, President Trump is up by over 10 points, and these are very left-leaning uh, polls for the general election. This is why they're trying to put him in jail. This is why they don't want him on the ballot. They know that this is going to be another historic landslide. Uh, so we just have to remember that and keep fighting for that, fighting for the truth. And we know this guy, it's not popular to do what he's doing to a country. I mean, imagine that you're destroying your own nation. Uh, the people that live in it aren't going to like it, and, and they don't. And so we just have to remember that there's so many more uh, Americans that still love this country, uh, they want us to be great, and, and that's what this movement is all about. And I, to your point on that note, and we're coming up to the top of the show, and I really want to thank Mark, who called in, and uh, Alexandra, thank you so much for your perspective and for your service. Um, you know, the last thing I want to leave everybody with is we all know great people who are Democrats. This is not, again, about Democrats versus Republicans. It really is about America first. It really is about our faith and freedom. And and when I say faith, maybe I say faith in freedom. It's having faith in freedom that we can have it again. And we're getting ready to go through some rough waters. It's going to get worse before it gets better. Because this election is just around the corner and we've got them already talking about COVID and already talking about trying to mask us up and all of the nonsense beginning again. But I want to leave people with hope. There has been a lot revealed and I'm going to be hosting a medical panel with Senator Mastriano up in Harrisburg on one of many sessions on the event next week on the 21st Saturday in Harrisburg. So please join us. We'd love to have you there because we're talking about medical freedom. And there's nothing more important than our sovereignty and our freedom. And our medical freedom is important. Our vote freedom is important. We have the right to choose our leadership. It is over these days of them selecting our leadership for us under the guise of of a fair election. I just welcome everybody listening here to engage, engage with the people around you and don't have it be a party conversation. Have it be about your freedom, your position, your stance for your family, your right to bear arms, to protect yourself if you must.
and frankly, to protect your neighbor, whether or not you agree ideologically on who ought to be president. Because at the end of the day, we're humans. We're humans. And the people in Israel have a right to live freely and to to defend themselves. And God bless Israel. And God bless all of you out there who I know are standing for Israel. And for the people who are standing against Israel, they are against U.S. If they're flying a Palestinian flag in the halls of Congress right now, they are not with us. And they should be expelled from that role because they are against the U.S. That is absolutely anti-American and it is anti-Israel. God bless you all. Have a great week. Thank you to my guests, Liz Harrington and Alexandra Levine and Mark from New York. God bless you. Have a great week.